Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, <laughs> um, every, every social media out there we're on right now. My name is Mars. My name is Sugar. How y'all doing? Hey guys, welcome to Real Life with Mars. Um, this is my baby. I love this uh, ministry, fun, active, crazy, wild life I'm just getting in. First off, I want to thank y'all. Everybody got like a million and one devices going on. Don't know which camera to look at. So I'm going to just focus on this one. Awesome. 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 Just move my head around. So um, this week podcast, um, we're going to be talking about pursuit of happiness. Um, When I came up with the name this week, I prayed about it. But then I was like, ew, I don't like that name. It's the name of a movie. So I was like... I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So, and there's different parts of happiness I'm going to deal with today. So, the first one I'm going to deal with is the cost of happiness. The second one, the fear of doubt. The third one is what caused happiness to fail. I like, can't wait to talk about that part. The fear of love. Everybody probably like, how can you fear love? We're going to get on to that. So, I want you to go ahead and talk about, uh, let's talk about the first topic, the cost of happiness. What is the cost of happiness to you? The cost of happiness. You know, I read that um, a couple times when I was just thinking about it and I was trying to think of what perspective honestly you was coming from. I was like, what did he mean yeah. by this? So I can figure out what I mean by this, you know. Um, but the, the cost of happiness, wow. To me, it's the cost of your life. Wow, that's good. It's the cost of your life. That's um, I, I think everybody's for the most part, as humans, like, we just want to be happy as people. We want the people around us to be happy. So to think about a life where you're not happy or you're not, you're, your surroundings not happy, your people not happy, that, that's, that's really sad. Yeah, yeah happy, happiness comes with a cost. And a lot of people don't understand. It costs somebody to be happy. It does. Like, me, I was never happy until I moved to Arkansas. And then I felt my happiness. When, when I had to break habits and tradition and walks of life and not knowing the cost of happiness brought life to other people through me. Mm-hmm. Do you? Right. What, what do you got to give up to be happy? We do got to give up bad habits. Yes. Yes. Um, it's just kind of like you are what you eat. If you eat your bad food and you get food, you feel what I'm saying? Like if you can't give that up, not gonna be able to enjoy the happiness that's actually for you. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So that's the cost of happiness. Are you willing to give up those things that's holding you back from being happy? Are you willing to give up those habits that's keeping you from being um, experiencing more happiness in your life? So, so the cost of happiness is just like, what do you feel you could give up? Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to give up things to right. be happy. Because we feel like we don't have. Exactly. Yeah, we feel like we don't have yeah. Yeah. So I want to hold on to everything, whether that's, you know, doubt, fear, anger. I just want to hold on to it because I already don't have nothing. It's the feeling of not having yeah. much already. Yeah, and a lot of people just build grief, anger, frustration, and that goes on to the fear of doubt. Going on to part the second part. Doubt. Like, we, we doubt our passion. We doubt what's close to us because we're scared to come out This is something I'm currently struggling with. I'm gonna be completely frank. Um, 
If it wasn't for Feed the 5,000, I don't know how Friday nights would be for me right now. Just because I can Feed the 5,000, I really got a chance to speak with someone like the, you know, the choir folks and different people. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like there's two different levels yeah, yeah. in the church. It's like, you know, you got the regular members in the church, and they all know each other on a first-name basis. Yeah. They always, like, not necessarily clicked up, but, you know, together. So for me, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'd be like, I want to go talk to them, but they all clicked up, and yeah. I don't want to walk over there and be honest. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's up, guys? I don't yeah. even know my name. So yeah, that's, that's how it was with me coming out of my just, shell. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I just had to move. And it, exactly. Well, you just, exactly. Just you, move. Just, you, you just gotta go for it yeah. at some point. So, yeah. like, definitely, like, I struggle with with doubting myself because of coming out of low self-esteem. I struggle with doubting myself because I think my personality is so lit and I got so much energy. You know what I'm saying? That I feel like being myself will be obnoxious to people. Yeah. Being myself. You feel what I'm saying? People want to look at me funny. So I'm sitting here thinking about all the judgment because I'm empathetic. So I'm sitting here thinking about what other people are going to think about me and feel about yeah. me. And that's keeping me from being myself in God, being who I am at home with God. I want to be able to be that person everywhere. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to keep holding back because like now that shell is like really bothering me. It's hurting. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I got to get up. I got to get up out this joint. Yeah. So yeah. definitely just stepping out and, um, you know, facing that. Facing that, but like, you know what? Like, like for me, I had to face fear. In order for me to get over fear, I had to face it. Yeah. I, I had, in order for me to talk about it and overcome it, I had to deal with it. I had to face it. And a lot of people don't want to face their fears. A lot of people don't want to face truth. Yeah. They don't, they, they scared of truth. Oh, why yeah. wasn't you real with me? I want to be real with you. I don't know. You give me half of you. I'm trying to get all of you. Right. And just like my relationship. She said, you want to give me half of you? I don't want half of you. I want, I want all of you. Right. And I'm like, I started building up like, okay, so that ain't going to last on me anyways. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's, that's, wow. that was my mindset. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm like, I get, how long? Three months. I gave us three months. I'm scared to say how long it's been now. Since seven. <laughs> she like, <laughs> Instead of really planning out strategically, knowing if I make this decision in the long run, yeah. 
I'm gonna have what I want and I need and I actually want to acquire instead of me trying to do it myself. And you know what I'm saying? It kind of comes out in a way that's not what you really dream. You end up self-sabotaging. Yo, yo, I'll be afraid. That'd be my biggest fear. It's like, ah, I don't want to do this because I might mess it up. I'm thinking about my own power. I'm thinking about my own understanding. You feel what I'm saying? And and, and we get caught up in, and that's how we get caught up in self. And not let God be God. Because we always try to say, oh, God, I want to give you half of me. But, um, yeah, but you're scared to get all of a God, God, because you can't handle it. And that's why God said, I'm going to give you snippets. I'm I'm not going to give you this whole blessing. I'm I'm not going to, because I know your value. And I know what you can take. And so many times we, we look at happiness, we, 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 we can't get to the point to where we get too happy and too prideful. And that's what we lack in, in our walk, period, with God. Pride. Yeah. I, and, and pride. I didn't understand pride this year. Yeah, man. I did not understand it, the depth of what pride really was until this year. I'm like, wow, I've been prideful. I've been prideful. I've been me, 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 I, I, I. And she's she still dealing with me about that. She's like, it's not I anymore. It's we. It's us. It's yeah. not just you. I'm like. So you got to start speaking in French. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we need to. Yeah. You got to. You got to. You yeah. got to recognize. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. You know the small things. Yeah, and, and it's crazy how people lack happiness by being too high on their horse to where they build grief like anger. And, like, I know people in the film industry and the uh, 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 photography, anything. Like, you get so high up there to where you build, you build on, like, oh, man, what is there What is there else to get? Right. A lot of times you get up there, too, and you don't have what it takes to maintain what's up there. It's kind of like you being a cool person yeah. is what's keeping you around. Yeah. It's no longer even about the talent anymore because it's like you... I don't know. I, mean, I definitely have some friends who have definitely uh, been very successful, got into some high places, some high realms, you know what I'm saying, in the industry. And a lot of times when, when that happens, I mean, if they're not really built for it, you're you going to see it off yeah. back as soon as you get up there. Because yeah. it's new levels, new devils. You I know. know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't want to face the new devils. They don't. They just want the higher levels, but not comes, uh, but not knowing what comes with it. I got, I got a question for you, and I don't want to get off topic. Yeah. I don't want to get off topic. But how did you start your walk with God? Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just now stepping into this yeah, thing, yeah. and my biggest thing is being relatable. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So we young. Yeah, you feel right. what I'm saying? I still have the same mindset I did. You feel what I'm saying? When I'm out there in the streets, you feel me? So for me to really be giving my life to God, I mean, I just know it's going to be an inspiration to so many other people who just, like, young, really don't know what to believe in. I don't know if he was raised up in the church, and that's why you believe in the church, or you had an encounter or an experience that really showed you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, that's kind of how it's been for me. I just, all of a sudden, I had an encounter that reminded me God has been calling on me all my life, and I've been turning away from him all my life, just like leadership. I've been called to leadership all of my life, but I've ran away from that. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So, with this new journey for me, with giving myself to God, coming out of occultic beliefs, witchcraft, all those different things, being my, being my own God, you know what I'm saying, coming out of an ego of like, I am God, I'm a goddess, you feel what I'm saying, I'm the master of my own universe, yeah. having that mentality, how did you start your walk with God and even start to even be, start a life of, of living with putting God first? For me, I grew up in ministry, Okay. I grew up going to church, 
church, standing in church for hours. And I only went because my parents were going. And I had to, they left to move to Arkansas, long story short. And it was just me, just me by myself. I'm like, am I going to go to church still? Like, what am I going to do? So I got into church, into church. And so, you know, you get halfway in, halfway out. So I had to make a choice to be like, am I all in or not? Right, okay. And so I I then stepped in there. When was that for you? What age was that for you? Uh, You you had to ask yourself to... I think I was 20. Like 20? Yeah. And it's it's weird because a year later to where I moved to um, Arkansas with my parents. I moved back with them in Arkansas. And we... I went to a conference... And it, it, it touched me because I see my brother, my little, my youngest brother, receive a, a Holy Ghost. Really? Yeah. And wow. I never, I never seen him raise his hands in church. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, that's my little brother right there. Thousands of people. And he's just a friend. I was like, this is cool. I want this. Uh-huh. And so I then was like, in order for me to get there, how I see him. There's some things I have to talk about. There's some things I have to let go. And moving into Arkansas, moving to Arkansas broke me. Like I, I wasn't never huggy and everything so emotional. And God broke me. I dealt with homosexuality. I dealt with fear. I dealt with like so much mess. And I looked at like, who are you? Like, what are you? Who are you to Christ? And I'm like, doing all this, doing all this still in ministry. Mm-hmm. Battling all this still in ministry. Right. And a lot of people are like, oh, you can't still do this in ministry. I know you can. But my mindset was so big on me to where God said, I'm like, you're going, I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to remove this. And God's just like breaking me out. I, I tried to commit suicide three times. Wow. None of the times my parents knew. None of the times. Yeah. And, and people were like, I see why you're so happy because it, it costs something for, for me. You know, you are jolly. I'm not going yeah, to Yeah, I know. And I wasn't always like this. I think that's what made it easy for me to speak to you because I'm like, you know, I felt like you were somebody who was just themselves. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't sugarcoat anything. I don't, I don't sugarcoat nothing. And my mom taught me that. Don't sugarcoat that. Don't, if God tells you to say something and do something, do it. Right. And, and people people look at you different yeah. because, oh, you shouldn't say that. Or or your mother shouldn't be a pastor. And we will shut it down quick. And God, God will move in. God, and we don't know these things. Right. Like, what taught us ministry? God, literally. My mom wake up having dreams. Right. I wake up visually. I don't when I see or experience something of God, I don't dream it. I see it. Right. Like same, I vision same, it. Same, same. And and when God told me what's going to take place next year, it's wild. What God told me this year, he's only twenty twenty one. Like when He told me this year, I'm removing friends. You're going back to the you. Wow. And so many times people think I'm sick of being in the wilderness. Then you come out yourself. And you walk it out yourself. That's what that's man, what man, man, man can't stop what God wanted to do. Not at all. And a lot of people think because I'm big in the ministry, 
Ghost, but still be broken in spirit. Talk to him. You can, you can have a million followers and still be bankrupt. Absolutely. What What do you think is the biggest just like just misconception of being in the church? Because a lot of times I, I realized this past Sunday with the past preacher that had came down. You know, from from the Joel Osteen team. You know what I'm saying? He had spoken on something. I was like, wow, this is profound. Yeah. And, I, and everybody... I, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. But <laughs> I, texted, I texted so many people to watch that, to watch it. Because if, if you have a past, a prophet coming into a place that never seen or experienced that, and for him to be used by God, and I, and I sent him a message, and I, and I was like, thank you for obeying God. That's it. Thank you for obeying God. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm connected to this. Like, I was like, I've never seen him at Joe Osteen's church. I'm like, I did. Me neither. And God will take people from behind the scene and boom. Now you're in destiny. Now you're bringing somebody else in that needs to break some things. And when I say destiny got broken this Wednesday, yeah, yeah. I was on cameras crying. I, I was weeping and Yeah, it was, it was deep. Like, it's just, 
was that cheese and literally it was like a movie it just faded like it just it's weird and from that my mom will know when I had sex she would know when I said when I drink she would call me late 3 o'clock what you doing where you at? Uh, my family members would wake up like, what's Jamar into now? What's he getting into now? Wow. And I'm like, why is everybody always on me? Right. Like, I'm like, let me. They smell them deep. Like, like, it, like it, it's crazy. It is crazy. But then I get your point right and say, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I had to tell myself, that pastor's prophets was always, my whole life, prophesying to me. Right. But I had to let me go. Yeah. In order for this to happen. Wow. In order for me to have your book? Yeah. That's your book? Yeah. Wow. In order for me to have that. You gotta see this. It, <laughs> just wanna make sure everybody see this here. My man got a book. This is powerful, y'all. Cause yeah. we young, I'm twenty five. How old are you? No, you're not. Yes I am. Texas. Like, like, there's nothing in Texas for me to do besides 
Westside Church. And I'm like, and we'll move us. Wow. What is that? What wow. else ministry? Uh-huh. And I'm like, and I can't do anything because God ain't letting me, like, speak. And I could just easily text people, hey, I'm in town. Can I speak? But God had to shut it down for me to get rid of the noise. And I wanted, because I I was mad at God. I was so mad at God. I never bought my fist. I was like, God, you did this. And I done that this year. When I lost my cousin, when I when I felt like I was losing everything, my friends, my best friends, and I'm like, I had to just get rid of the noise. I had to get over the death of my cousin, which was heavy, and I had to keep moving. Cause I'm like, God, I don't know my destiny anymore. It's definitely now. I don't know. I don't know my purpose. Like, I don't know ministry anymore. Right. I'm like, I can't pray. I can't read. I can't fast. I can't do any of that. Who told you you can? Me. Me. And I'm just saying that thing. I'm just starting saying those things to me. And I was like, what is there? What else? God said, you still got noise around you. Literally, I'm left with how many? Seven? How many friends do I have now? <laughs> the crew? <laughs> like, it's like seven of us. I'm a Literally, it was crazy. I will always be busy. Most of that, I, you never had time for me. Wow. Like, I, I will always go, I will care more about my friends than I did in that relationship. My relationship almost broke up how many times? Like, twice. Yeah. Because I had to deal with me. I had to, I had to deal with me and my close effectiveness. Right. I had, I, I had to know myself. I can say today now, I'm good. I'm happy. It took me, I don't know how many months. What month is this? <laughs> December. How many months has it been? 2020. Since. We ain't even got months no more. It's just 2020. I think March or April. Mm-hmm. I literally found me. You found you? I found me. And what I did, I had to remove everything. April is around your birthday. Okay. And I I had to be broken. In order for me to hear God, and I say God, close every door, blind me of everything that will cause me to be prideful. Wow. People will be scared to pray their prayers. And, and I prayed a weird uh, my mom's a prophet, man. I get it from her. <laughs> my dad's a pastor, man. Like right. my little brother's a minister. Like right. it, it, it's it's crazy because you do ministry, and a lot of people don't talk about this in ministry. All this is happening during ministry, right? And a lot of people don't deal with. It. And, I, and I told, I told, I, I don't know if I told my mom. I said, I see why pastors take vacations. It's a lot of energy you gotta deal with. Like it's Seriously. it's worse than a nine to five job. And I, I was 25 and dealing with so much, so much stuff. And then, like, if I, if my dad didn't say, write your testimony, I was like, what? Write a book. I'm like, what's it going to be about? Your testimony. Write what God brought you from. And he was joking. And I wanted to rip this book. I was like, don't nobody want to read this. It's like, don't, who, who want to read this? Not knowing it would be in five different countries. <laughs> Being read, getting on it, hmm. getting messages about it. Hmm. God had to shape and mold me. 
purpose, God had to break some things. And, and I'm not going to say peel the onion because I, I don't like the smell. <laughs> not just that. Not just that. Right, I ain't no onion. Yeah, not, not just that. I, I, I had to get the fragrance of a strawberry. Because God said, I want to do something sweet and tangible. I want to do something juicy for you. Ooh. Like this crazy. I ain't know that's not better.
has a cord, which is always cutting cords. And I came back and I was like, you cut that cord. And I, right. we had a sermon going on in here. Because mm-hmm. what happens to a prophet and a prophet is, is they hear from God and their job is not to pastor. Their job is to pour into a pastor for the pastor to drip onto the servants. Mm-hmm. And now we, that's our job. We're the disciples. They've done their part. We're the disciples. And God said, let me use you to walk out my word. Walk out my calling. And that cause, um, what cause happiness to fail? What causes happiness to fail? I'm going to go first. Change. Oh, hey, say that again. Talk in that mic and say that again. <laughs> Change. You know, um, and before we get into this, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce myself yeah. so they kind of have a better idea of what, yeah. who, who, who I am. Yeah, yeah. You talk. I'm gonna drop my drop my mic. You know, what I'm saying? straight like that. <laughs> I'm scared to break um, this. Relax. So my name, my my real name is Shaniqua Singleton, um, but I go by Sigga for short. You know what I'm saying? And, and Sigga is just one, for me to break down my name, it's just a part of me has been unhappy for a very long time. And I hadn't known how to change myself. So when it came to me being becoming Sigga, it was just about me changing a narrative, right? So you got nigga, you feel what I mean? So when I changed, when I thought about my name and combining it, I was like, yo, this could be my way of like changing the narrative of nigga and creating something else. So I came up with Sigga. And then I came up with Siganaire. I'm going to be a Siganaire. I'm going to be the world's first Siganaire. So, how y'all doing, everybody? My name is Sigan, and I'm the world's first Siganaire. What is a Siganaire? What is a Siganaire? Oh, a Siganaire is a person who knows they value in God. Hey! I almost threw this mic at one of these cameras. <laughs> a Siganaire is a person who knows they value in God. I bet you every last one of y'all is Googling it right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say that again. Talk to you. I'm a Siganaire. You're yelling at me. You feel me? So um, it's just my, it's just a whole new. Mo's like, <laughs> right? I, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and a lot of people they be like, Sigga, like a lot of people struggle with the name, right? When they first hear it, they like, what? I ain't never heard that. It sounds different, unique. You know what I'm saying? When they said it, like Sigga, Sigga, what? It's like I like cigarette, the cigarette. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So I just like changing the narrative and playing on people's minds, being witty with it because that's the gift that I have. That's you know awesome. To be creative. But you know, when I really had to like step up into who God called me to be, yeah. the greatness, I already knew there was greatness inside of me. I've always known that. I've been prophesied to as well as a kid, but like I said, I've always ran away from it. Mm-hmm. I've never really taken it to heart. People have told me God's gonna do great things, but you guys gonna mm-hmm. use you. And this has been in multiple states, you know, people who have been out to eat, you know, I was waitressing and like people, you know, whoever the person people were, uh-huh. they prophesied to yeah. like, yo, That's how I, I see it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do it. Or how I'm a new YouTuber, right? So I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta have my whole setup and da 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 da. We were just talking about yeah. this. I'm like, God told me to start with where I'm at. He said, start on your phone even though it's cracked. Yeah. Start on your phone even though it's it's just a Android. 
Android. Yeah. Your, your quality and Android's all the way. You feel me? He said, he said start, start where you are because I want to use you as an example. People are going to want to change their lives coming up. I'm telling you, we are shifting. The world is shifting right now. That's why it looks one way, but it's a whole other thing going on. You feel what I'm saying? But with the shift that's happening, I know God's going to take me from glory to glory yeah. with this podcast, with this YouTube, with this talk show. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be creating our own network. But uh, he wants us to do it at the level that we're on so that when people are starting out, just like myself, you know what I'm saying? We look at it and we watch these folks and we're like, you know what? It's on my heart to do this. God's been calling me to YouTube all year. I just started. Yeah. Out of fear. Yeah. yeah. Fear of failing. Feeling I wasn't going to be satisfied with looking at myself and hearing my own. I don't like my own voice. I, I don't yeah, like my way out. I don't like it. Right? But that'd be the devil, though. Yeah. That'd be the devil. You feel what I'm saying? We hold on to so many things. Um, so much negative self-talk that we don't have in our past. We we hold on more so to what the negative things people say. We remember the negative things people have to say about us. But when it came to like the positive things, like them prophets that I'm like, spoke some positive in your life, or them coaches that I said something positive, you don't even remember that. You don't even remember that. You know, so <laughs> and we get it better. trying to avoid destiny. 
I really was trying to avoid them. I actually came back to Colleen because of a breakup, because of a whole situation that just really had me at the end. Like, I just thought I could not see past that situation. I thought my life was over, right? So I was just in a situation I could not see past at all. And I was like, man, I kept reaching out to people, and everybody was directing me to God. And I'm saying, like, I don't want to go to God. I want to talk to you. I want you to give me advice. I did not want to talk to God. I got up. That Sunday, and I end up driving around because I'm like, all right, forget it. They want me to talk to God. I'm going to go to church. I said, God, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to try to figure this thing out. So I get up, and I drive around. I go to, like, seven different churches, bro. None of them open. None of them. I said, I, when I got up that morning, I said, God, lead me to the church you want me to be at, right? Destiny yeah, came to mind. Destiny was the only church open. Destiny came to mind. But I said, I don't want to go to that yeah. big bougie church. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I said. Yeah. My cousin always called it the concert church. Like, when, cause when I moved here... Like, it's weird how I seen Destiny, because before we moved here, we was, I was driving to U-Haul down here from Arkansas, and, I, and there's a bridge over Texas, mm-hmm. and oh, oh, you're driving over water, mm-hmm. and so I seen Destiny in, over a bridge near water. Like, it was, like, right here near water. Wow. And my dad was finding a postal service, and I yelled, that's it! Unless it's in that, and my pops was like, um, you sure? I was like, yeah, that's the church. I gotta go there. I've seen that wow. church. Wow. And I was like, I think it's another church that looks like it. It's probably like a smaller church that looks like it. But I tried looking everywhere for the church. I even drove back over the bridge and the, and the church wasn't even there. It's crazy like, how this is right over the bridge, right? Yeah, and I was like, this is a church that I'm gonna have to serve under. Right. Like, I said, God, it's too many high up people. It's so bougie. They got everything they got. Listen, they got good wow. leadership. They don't need me. They they got the best youth. They got a dog pastor. So they don't need me. And they go to We want to go to a small church so we can be needed and be yeah. in the forefront. And we want to go to the place that actually has the opulence. Come see yeah. here. You know, I'm sitting here doing witchcraft, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, y'all want opulence. I'm speaking opulence over my life every single day. You feel what I'm saying? I'm speaking about being a dopest female rapper alive. And then I come here to destiny and I'm like wow and I'm like wow look at how y'all got the media team look at how they got this stage look at this opulence of a church you feel what I'm saying so just what I wanted is exactly what I got but I got it through God so exactly that's exactly what happened I, I, I kept telling myself I wasn't going to go to destiny and I ended up being the only church that was open when I passed by and God was like go there yeah God knows a way of getting his glory out of some kind of situation oh always with the ultimate finesse is God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, you know, like, I'm sorry. You're like, yeah, don't do it. No. See what happens. Turn around God. Yeah. Like, that's what A God that turns the impossible possible. Come on. Come on. The greatest finesse. <laughs> the God who created the universe is yeah. the greatest finesse. He can change anything yeah. he wants. <laughs> Let, <laughs> <it be. laughs> Let it be. Real yeah. quick. You feel me? So. He fanos you, man. Like, he okay. brought you in this world. Change the situation like yeah, that. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Change yeah. the situation. Miracle worker. I don't take that lightly anymore. Yeah. When people
people say miracle worker or you know what I'm saying, God makes a way. I don't take that lightly yeah. anymore. I'd be like, yo, God be working on my behalf. Have y'all ever been in a situation where like, let, let's say you're in a court situation or something like that, you know, you in, you probably don't got all your stuff together and you just praying and hoping that the right person is at that desk. You got the right clerk today. You know, God would literally line you up with the right people. You just gotta move when he say move. If he tell you to go do something, go do it because he might have the right person on the other side of that to go the extra mile for you. He might go the extra mile for yeah. you through a person or through a situation or through a thing. You know, he might say go this way and even though that way looks a lot longer, you didn't know it was a car crash that short away. And so you really would have been, just press the X button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, so you really would have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't understand how God really be working in your favor. And then, like, when it comes to love, we think a lot of times, like, we try to put our hands on so many things when it comes to being in a relationship. Yeah. And I think relationships are very important when it comes to happiness, right? I'm finally in a space, Mars. I'm finally in a space where I can wholeheartedly trust God for every area of my life. I have been afraid to let everything go to God. I'm just like, but but I gotta do let me help God out. Yeah. Let me do this. Let me let me do that. Let me let me send this message. Let me put let me plant this seed and try to manipulate the situation so that it can work out in my favor. I'm always trying to do it, but when you try to help God, yeah. you actually try to you actually hinder God. God is like, look, I, I got you, but I don't need you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I got that. I just need you like to like sit where, down yeah. for And that's what a lot of people want to try to be God. A lot of people do want to be God, and that's what we get mixed up. And that what brought me out of witchcraft, because I realized, you know what I'm saying, when I say witchcraft, I mean, like, when we come, there's a lot of people right now, guys, that's on this spiritual journey. You feel what I'm saying? That's on this spiritual journey, but they're not understanding the, what, spirit, what spiritual is. You feel what I'm saying? They're not understanding who they're calling upon, who's leading you in this spirit. You feel what I'm saying? What are these spirits that you're opening yourself up to? Because we're saying spirit, guys, but we don't even have the names. We don't even know who these spirits are, where they come from. We just believe in energy, positive energy, negative energy, but we're not really understanding like what we are getting, what what we are calling our source isn't actually God. You know what I'm saying? Like we sitting here praising the creations over the Creator, so we're calling out to the universe. And if a if there's a billion planets, I mean, imagine how many spirits out this mud. I mean, you feel what I'm saying? There's such a vast. And so we call it on this, these general energies, thinking they're giving us power, and then we're using our own power, but our own power is limited. Yeah. Our own understanding yeah. is limited. Our own wisdom and knowledge is all limited. You feel what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't understand witchcraft. And, don't. and a lot of people don't understand how to talk about it. And if you can't talk about something that you're not fully delivered about or delivered to, like, People, people look at life and like you were saying, like calling out spirits, like you got to be very careful. And I'm happy you get this. You got to be very careful of who you call your God. Because we never see it this way. This, I'm, I'm going to use my book. This can be a God. Yep. This, this uh, thing can be a God. No altar stand can be your God. And a lot of people... A lot of people give credit that God like that is not of me. Facts. One, you build a demons, and two, you build a thing that's not God. Next thing you know, you wonder why you're going through hell, you wonder why you're going through spiritually, you wonder why you're going through all this thing, because you call it on a demon. Come on. You call it on a demon that you don't know of. And then we think, oh, that's so extra. It's 
not a demon because when we think of demons, we think of what the movie show is about. No, I'm telling y'all, they it's real. It's levels to this. Like it, it is. It, it really is, guys. And we're uh, we're talking about this, this. This this my studio, so I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it. This is my talk show. I'm gonna talk about it. Go, demons go. are real. Rather you hear it in church, which you don't. I'm saying it here. And not demons all are real. And demons, you gotta be very careful because a demon will totally disguise. Fear is a yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Counterfeits. Let me tell y'all something. The difference between Jesus and, and witchcraft or God and witchcraft is. God is a living God. Witchcraft calls upon the dead. So even though I might be calling on my ancestors, I'm calling on my grandparents, I'm calling on my aunties and the people who don't pass and went before me, because that's how I was doing it. I was calling on family members. Like, I, don't, I don't really go to like deities and, and different things of that nature, you know, like some people do. I don't, I don't do that. But when I was doing it, I was really just calling on my ancestors, asking them for their energy and any wisdom that they had before me because they came before me. That's the way I was thinking of it. And I didn't see nothing wrong with that, but then I realized I'm calling upon people who are dead. And if I believe that they went to heaven with God, then why am I not calling on God? Because they are part of God. Y'all better hear what she they're, they're is saying. They are part of God now. So that's what I realized. That's what I realized. I never saw it that way. I never saw, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, I don't praise the zodiac, but I look at the zodiac and astrology and numerology. I look at those things as scientists that just only proves God more. But people see it as the idol of something that's separate from God. You feel, I feel like God created everything. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I now, know he created everything. So, so you know, you, you have the devil who was casted down. You feel what I'm saying? He so tried. I feel like all he did was literally pervert and try to convert a counterfeit of what was already God's. You feel what I'm saying? That's why it's like the Kundalini is so familiar <laughs> when we talk about the chakras. All that shit, it just makes so much sense when you learn about it. That makes sense opening up these portals that's in our body and our energy fields. When we learn about energy, it just makes so much sense. You know what I'm saying? But what people don't understand is like that's the counterfeit of God. That's not the that's not the legit. That's not the official. All these things came from this. They got the information from this and made it their own. You feel what I'm saying? So a lot of people be taking witchcraft and then trying to do God and then combine it. Cause I tried to do that too. I tried to combine it and make my own, make my own little mix. Like you know what? I like this over here and I like that over there. So I'm gonna take these two little parts and put it together and make it my yeah, own. God was like, no, nah, that ain't. He was like, no, nah, that ain't it. Yeah, he's like, it's either you're in or out. You can't, you you can't you you can't choose you. The Bible said, choose this day who you will serve. God give us a a, a, a choice. He, he gives you a, a strategy. That's the he, point. he give you. He said, this is your. You want my will? If you want my will, you ain't gonna like it. But you choose this day on who you serve. But at the end, I know Barney's rebel. I know every time we'll confess that my name, Jesus, it's I, I am the God of all gods. I'm Yahweh. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I'm, I'm that God that people thought that they can be. I'm just trying to be. God said, choose this day. I'm, I'm sending my son on my 
tree. But you know at the end, I will be God. At the end. At the end. No matter what, I'm going to be God. It doesn't let me let me do my job and be God. And you, you, you know what? God will give you a choice. But if you want this, you take it. Now that I said, we will all run back to the Creator. And, 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 to, and to wrap up that, that little segment of that, that's the whole point. It's just like chess and checkers. Yeah. You got, you got God and you got the devil. And God always gives you a choice to choose. He's on your side regardless. Yeah. God is always for you regardless. That's why it doesn't matter. You can go your whole, you can go 90 years of life and be on your deathbed and give yourself to God. You know what I'm saying? So God is always for you. The whole point is for you to make a decision. That's the only way for you to become the ultimate you. God can't make every decision for you. It's your life. He gave you a will. He gave you a will. And he, and he wants for your will, he wants you to align your will, your desires, with his will for you. Yeah. He wants to bring about everything that you want, but he wants you to do it through him. So he can be everlasting. Yeah. So he can be successful. So he can be built on a rock. Something that's not going to fall or falter when you start it. That's why so many times we start and we stop things. The reason why we keep on stopping is because we keep on not building on a rock. We keep on not building on a solid foundation. So at some point we end up crinkling and crumbling so quick. Some kind of bad news can happen and that wind up blew your whole house down now you're going to stop. Or you, you could get some type of just discouragement and that little bit of discouragement can blow your whole house down now you start over for the fifth, sixth, seventh time. But that's the reason why we repeat cycles. That's the reason why we repeat lessons because God is trying to show you do that thing but do it with me yeah, yeah. do it with me and you should have it the way that you truly desire even though you don't see it that way even though you don't see it that way and a lot of times you know the, what causes us to fail is being ashamed yeah. being ashamed I have been ashamed to be a Jesus lover <laughs> I have been ashamed to be about it's just a name right because there's so many statistics and stereotypes and you know, memes and jokes and stuff like that. It just it's so much misinformation out there that makes you think that you know it all. That when it comes to Jesus, you just like you hear the name and you are already shut it out. Yeah. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? It's like Yeah. That, that, it's like conspiracy theory. You can be telling the truth, but they put the name conspiracy theory on it and now everybody think that you just capping about something now. You just over here you feel yeah. what I'm saying? That's how people are with Jesus. Like, oh, you know, it's just Jesus. Like, you say the word Jesus, and they want to... Yeah, yeah, just not, yeah, yeah. But no, like, God wants us to be... Like, if you want to be proud or prideful and stuff, to be proud of God. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of God, because if you are ashamed of God, God will be ashamed of you. Yeah. And I want for everybody to be their ultimate self. Mm -hmm. That's be my you. goal. I realize, I, I'm 25. I've been an adult for nine years. I have been doing it my own way. I have been doing life my own way for nine years. I've seen what I can get me. And it's not where I want. For the dreams that I have, it would take me about three or four of my lifetime to actually accomplish it doing it my way. Yeah. And God is trying to show you what you what would take a lifetime for you to do, I can literally do it in a moment. I'm not even yeah. gonna say in a month or in a in a couple of years. I'm not even gonna put a timing on it because you can't put a timing on God. Yeah. <laughs> but God can turn your life around that overnight success can come in a moment, a second. You feel what I'm saying? So this time I'm going all day with God because God told me, I want you to do that. I want you to have those things. I put those visions in you. I put that purpose in you. 
you don't have this greatness for nothing. You're not feeling feeling like this for nothing. You feel what I'm saying? You just been missing me, so do it with me because all those nine years you done it on your own and you saw you had success. I did have success. I've been successful, yeah. but it was all temporary. Yeah. I've been successful, but not all those people was of God. I've been successful, but that situation, you feel what I'm saying? It wasn't really, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So you get yourself in situations and a lot of times you lose yourself. The reason why we lose ourselves so much is because we keep on looking for ourselves outside of God. And people, man, is going to lead you astray. You never gonna really know who you are because you're gonna be too busy people pleasing. What is my image over here? Exactly. In, in, in your mind. Exactly. You, you wanna know your image of yourself in your girlfriend mind. You wanna know your image of yourself in your boyfriend mind. You wanna know your image of yourself in your friend's mind. You wanna know, you trying to fit everybody else's description of you. So that you can be something that you really not. You feel what I'm saying? And then, like for me, I always been saying this. Mom been saying, I feel old. The fear of love. I said, I feel old. You feel what I'm saying? I'm only 25. The reason I was feeling old, but Spirit told me why I was feeling old. Because Spirit came and told me, like, yo, chill out with saying that. <laughs> it was like, chill out. You don't need to be saying that. Yeah. You're good. You feel what I'm saying? But the reason I was feeling old is because I've allowed myself to identify with something that was less than me. I allowed myself to identify with being yeah. depressed. And I allowed depression to be my friend. Thank you for tuning in with Life with Mars. This concludes this week's podcast. We will see you next week. Thank you.